You know, if my mother was still around today, I know that she'd love to keep the conversations going with some of today's stars and see how they would answer her questions. And now, Amy Poehler talks to Lucy. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Would you give me some quick answers? Okay, you got it. If you had a full year, a sabbatical year, to do anything you wanted to, what would you do? You know, my my brain goes to big thoughts first, right? Travel the world, go to different cities, see all the things I'm supposed to see, uh, you know, visit places I, I never got a chance to go to. Um, but if I'm going to be very honest, I feel like this year has taught me that the people that I'm close to, I want close. So I think my answer would probably be I would just spend the time in New York City, in my favorite city, walking around, visiting with friends. I would be with my family and probably try to read a lot, cook a lot. Maybe, I don't know, let's throw something in there for good measure to be ambitious. Um, learn, uh, learn a new language. But, but let's be honest, it's not going to happen. My, my instinct, of course, at first is to swing big, but I think I would, I've since learned that the thing that makes me the happiest is the simple times, the, the, the everyday times. So I think I would try to, to, you know, put a parenthesis around that. Tell me, have you been happy being a working mother? Wow. You know, there's such a great complicated relationship I have with that question. It's a question I just don't think is asked of men and still not really asked of men. Do you feel guilty being away from your kids? How do you handle the push and pull, all the things that moms are asked and expected to do? So in an attempt to balance out what what I think is often an expected apology that women are asked to give, I'm going to say that I love being a working mother. Uh, and I love work. I think that work is a really fulfilling and satisfying part of my life. And I think when you have a happy, fulfilled and satisfied mom, you can uh, learn by example. And that can be a great person that lives in your house. Kids want their parents to be happy. So I do. I love being a working mom. I grew up with a working mom. My mom was a teacher and everyone in my small town uh, worked hard. And I've had a job since I was, gosh, probably 13 or 14. I get a great self-esteem from work and a great sense of self. And I recognize all the balancing that comes along with it, but I feel very privileged uh, to, to be a mom and a working mom. So... Who would you most like to be in the history of the world? This is a this is a deep question because it's where your ego and your state of collective consciousness kind of battle because your ego really wants you to be remembered and then your consciousness if you're doing the work realizes you're like a tiny being among other beings and you're all one pulsating being. I don't know. I I I feel like I'm going to just say that that's one I'm going to have to think about. I, I think that I, I'm not that comfortable defining the person I'd like to be known as. I, I feel like I leave that up sometimes to others. I think that everybody looks at people through their own lens, right? So, you know, you can look at 
a typical woman. You can look at her through the lens of mother. You can look at her through the lens of producer. You can look at her through the lens of daughter. There's all these different ways to look at people. And everybody has their very specific, subjective, colored lens. And I guess I'd hope that there's a running thread of she was a good person who tried her best. But other than that, I mean, unlike today's billionaires, I don't have an interest in going to space or a name on a building. So it would be, I would care the most about the people who know me the best. And then everything else I would just kind of let go out into the universe, into the wind. I really, really try to stay on my own path and keep my side of the street clean. And what other people think about me is really none of my business. I would like to body swap with JLo still if that's on the table. So I'm just going to put that out there. Do you think husbands should be the boss of the household? (laughs) I love you asking who's going to be the boss because uh, we all know you're the boss. You know, that question feels almost too hard to answer because I think the one thing, you know, I'm a Gen Xer, so I was born in the 70s. And I feel like one of the legacies of our generation will be that we really disrupted in a good way, the idea of what a family looks like. And I think that that disruption, uh, that change can be at first really scary for some, but then can be really liberating for some. And so I think the idea of a husband as a boss or the idea of even a boss in general, um, I mean, in today's world of co-parenting and sharing duties and um, all different types of breadwinners, I feel like that that question's almost um, not applicable to today's uh, current situation. I do think it's really interesting that gender and gender roles, and, you know, frankly, it's something that's really interesting about knowing more about Lucy and Desi and their lives is how that switching back and forth, the what the typical masculine and feminine energies meant in the 1950s and what they mean now and how they've changed. You know, we speak a lot about how they've opened up doors and opportunities for women. But, you know, as the mother of two boys, I do think that we don't sometimes don't speak enough about how typical masculine roles can be very confining and limiting for men. There are a lot of men in the world who want to nurture different sides of themselves and just in the same way that women want to be given opportunities to. So as far as who the boss in the household is, it's usually whoever is the toddler. The toddler is usually the boss and everyone walks around scared of the toddler. So I feel like, although I don't know if the husband should be the boss, I have someone who I think should be the boss and that is Judge Judy. I think Judge Judy is smart. She rules quickly. She does not suffer fools. And in my mind, Judge Judy is the boss of my family and of my heart. What entertains you or amuses you the most? Well, I just love funny people. And I know that that's a simple answer, but man, I love to laugh. And I love people that love to laugh. And I'm I'm so lucky that a lot of my friends are some of the funniest people uh, around. And I love people who are um, self-aware and who can make fun of themselves. It's so endearing. But I also love 
just this, the game of play, of goofing around or doing a bit or making each other laugh or just all that like fun, childish stuff because, you know, we live in such a serious world and I just love good old fashioned goofball stuff. So I love to laugh and I love, I love people that love to laugh. I think that is the life expander, at least for me. So when people have a really good sense of humor about themselves and a good sense of humor about the world and they're, they love to laugh, um, send them my way. What is your idea of the ideal home life? I feel like it's music, uh, food, laughter, jokes, a lot of gentle teasing. I feel like in my family and in my friends, that's a little bit of a love language, um, being able to take joke. And I feel like there's some kind of nice couch involved, a newspaper, maybe a, you know, a game of chess in the background, um, a cold, sunny day, simple things, I think. I was very fortunate to grow up in a loving home. And I feel like entering into somebody's home, you learn a lot about them really fast. And so I like the busyness of home. Uh, I like things happening and people in nooks and crannies and things being made out of cardboard and pets running around. And I like the, I like the gentle chaos of things. Uh, I'm not so great in a quiet house. So an ideal home situation would be just bustling enough, but also, a, you know, with lots of places to hide. <laughs> because I like a lot of people in my profession, I, I present like an extrovert, but I'm actually pretty introverted. Introverts that present as extroverts get really exhausted. Um, so you need a little bit of a place to lie down. But if you have that little place, then you can come back out, you know, and, and connect and at times perform for the group. But yeah, I think it would be that. I think it would be a cozy place with family around, uh, friends around, dropping in and, um, and then, you know, like a mandatory two-hour lie down where nobody can find you. Were you a good student when you were in school? Lucy, I was a good student. I, I, you know, I had parents who were teachers and in fact, my mom taught at my high school. So I couldn't screw around that much because she was in the same building. But yeah, I was a good student. I cared about it. I wanted to do well. I wish I could tell you some cool rebellious stories, but uh, they're so boring. Um, you know, I was the oldest child and I feel like the oldest child often has this I don't know, expectation and burden. And sometimes what the oldest child does is they just drop that burden right on the ground and they never pick it up. Yeah, I did. I, I tried really hard in school and I liked school a lot. I liked, I liked the idea of learning and new books and, and like new shoes and writing my name and folders and teachers and all that stuff. Now, once I got to college and I, and I knew I was, uh, you know, going to be an actor and I, I did, I did start to phone it in. I did phone it in. Um, but I, I, I got some self-esteem from it. I, I, felt, I felt proud of myself. Um, and, it, and it really was because of my parents and especially my mom, who's just a teacher and who very early on encouraged us to read. So we read a lot. So I loved books and I loved the smell of books and like sharpened pencils and all the accoutrement of school, which I'm sure is gone now because I think they teach school um, on a phone, in a capsule, in a flotation tank. So it's different now. 
But back then I did. I loved it. And I do think sometimes I have fantasies sometimes that I could just sit in on college classes uh, and listen to lectures now, having had more sleep and more life experience. But I don't want to do any of the homework. And I, if, I, I feel like I'll make the students uncomfortable. But uh, I do have that fantasy that I could go back to college and really pay attention. But it's so funny. I'm sure that, you know, it, when I was in school, the world was a much different place. And I think I would have to relearn or unlearn a lot of things. You know, if my mother was still around today, I know that she'd love to keep the conversations going with some of today's stars and see how they would answer her questions. And now, Michelle Lee talks to Lucy. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Would you give me some quick answers? Yeah, sure. What entertains you or amuses you the most? My dog, Emma. And I'm not kidding. She has saved my life this last year and a half, whatever it's been when we've been cloistered. Uh, But she always did. I mean, she's so funny. I find her so funny that I laugh out loud. And as I think you know, laughter is the best medicine. Certainly if we're down and we're looking at the world uh, with a new lens. This dog, I know her Every move, I know what she does. The other day, I gave her a bone from uh, a restaurant, okay? And just the bone, not the meat, okay? So I give her the bone. She goes right outside. I can see her from the window. She's eating the bone. And then after a while, she gets up. She walks in the backyard toward the pool, and she stops, and she looks back at me through the window, And she's doing kind of, if you could picture her talking to herself, she'd be doing la-di-da-di-da, la-di-da, no, no one's watching me, la-la. And then I hide a little bit and she goes, thank God no one's watching me. And she runs to the end of the yard and I peek out and I see that she's hiding her bone. She doesn't know I know. She comes back in, and I swear to you, she's got a beard of dirt. I mean, she cracks me up. What can I say? Do you feel strongly about certain things? And if so, what? I feel strongly about the world we're living in. Certainly over the past couple of years, we realize what maybe what we've been doing wrong I know there's a political thing going on, which I'd rather not get into because everybody has their own idea of what that means to them. However, we're at a time when people don't trust each other and people don't talk to each other and people are angry and people aren't paying attention to what's happening uh, in terms of our climate and what we're leaving to our children. So many people don't think about what we're leaving to our children or the fact when uh, there's a horrible pandemic that's going on that we don't all join hands and say, boy, we got to do this together. I'd like the world to be a better place to live in. What advice would you give to young girls to aspire uh, to the acting profession? Keep your legs together. (laughs) Everything your mother told you is true. No, to be serious, 
you have to be so into your passion. That's number one, because it's a tough life and you could be slapped around a lot. And I know we've heard this before, but it is true. You have to have thick skin. And I do believe that one should have an education, not to fall back on, but to help make you a a more interesting person filled with things that you could use in your craft. And I think it's very important and, and really, honestly, keep your knees together or keep your knees open. It might help. <laughs> Is there anything that you would really like to do that you can't do? Well, I'll tell you, I was always good at uh, doing hair. I used to do my mother's hair all the time. So I thought I'd be a psychiatrist because it's all on the head. What is your idea of the ideal home life? Sitting around talking. We don't do enough of that. Really to get to feel family. You know what I love to do? I would love, certainly on the weekends, to walk into the living room, sit down in a big, comfortable chair, bring all the newspapers and a couple of magazines put them on the floor next to me and the rest of the family would come in and sit in their own chair or couch and we'd read but we'd read to ourselves and then if there was anything else that was interesting in terms of news or an interesting article on someone or something we kind of interrupt if you will the uh, meditation we're all having individually, bring up the subject, and then we would talk a little bit about whatever it was. To me, with a cup of coffee on a Sunday morning, there's nothing better. If you were not in the business, what would you like to be doing? I would love to be an astrophysicist because I'm usually out of my mind And certainly with what's going on uh, in our world today, I mean, people are being shot up to all kinds of planets and maybe one day we'll live somewhere up there. I won't be around, but boy, doesn't that sound unbelievable. And I certainly would have loved to live somewhere else this last year. What would you like to do, uh, given a chance, if tomorrow you were going to start a big, wonderful picture, what type of part would you like it to be? I would love to do the life and times of Quasimodo from the mother's perspective. 